Hello everybody, this is Dietmar Gechnik, Professor for Entrepreneurship at the University of St. Gallen. You're listening to the podcast series on entrepreneurial living, seven steps to entrepreneurial happiness, how you can master your entrepreneurial career. Podcast number seven, chapter six, fourth move. Master the uncertainty, define your affordable loss and bootstrap your means. Equipped with everything, your great problem, your means inventory and your goals portfolio, it feels like you are already on the road towards victory in the entrepreneurial game. But there remains a vague feeling of uncertainty. How did the former controller, usually the enemy of any innovator, Patrick Fuhrimann managed to buy 20 tons of quinoa in Bolivia with money from his pension fund and to import them to his home country Switzerland in order to live his entrepreneurial dream, thinking, you are 30 years old now, with a life expectancy of 80 years, you can afford three crazy ones. Does he leave us in the same kind of astonished disbelief as extreme entrepreneur Elon Musk, who used his PayPal millions to simultaneously lead to highly technical startups, the space program SpaceX and the electrical car manufacturer Tesla Motors? Not everyone has the unshakable self-confidence of superpreneurs, which almost seem to hope for additional obstacles in the entrepreneurial game and take every hurdle seemingly without effort. The demon entrepreneur risk hovers over the playing pieces. Who is the next one to draw the card do not pass go? Do not collect $2,000. And in reality, It is not a game, but harsh reality, which will influence my life and might put my existence in jeopardy. Just like a gut feeling, we use our head to investigate these psychosomatic complaints in order to take the appropriate therapeutic measures. Starting a business seems like a difficult step that causes discomfort. But what is the worst thing that can happen? What is entrepreneurial risk? Usually, this is associated with the entrepreneur ultimately getting bitten. He is the one whose head is on the line when everything goes wrong. Typically, it describes the idea that the entrepreneur is the one to foot the bill if things go wrong. The banks lower credit lines and take away the entrepreneur's last access to much needed liquidity with which he keeps his business afloat. Suppliers retract their payment dates and demand an earlier settlement of the supplier invoice. Customers pay late or not at all and return delivered goods, as is now standard with online sales for free. The freshly founded business source of cash dries up before it can develop into a brimming fontaine. Problems with solvency are one of the most common reasons for early failure. Fear of failure circulates and prevents many otherwise motivated people from participating in the entrepreneurial game. Statistically provable but also rationally founded? 
What does rational risk mean? To answer this question, we draw three cards from the deck of information offered by risk research. The first one reads risk. It describes the weather forecast for the next day, according to which meteorologists predict that it will rain tomorrow with a given probability of, say, 30%. Here, we know the possible environmental status of the future, rain or sunshine, and the likelihood with which it will occur, 30% and 70%. As entrepreneurs, we can now cope with the risk and start selling umbrellas as well as swimming trunks in order to be prepared for all possibilities. The second card of risk research is titled Ambiguity and does not promise any improvement regarding our risk aversion. It tells us that for the next move in the entrepreneurial game, though we do know the future environmental status, rain or sunshine, we can no longer estimate probabilities. The problem, the longer the period the weather forecast covers, the less re reliable the prognosis is. While meteorologists are mostly correct in their predictions for the next three days, they have to adjust the probabilities for the following weather trend dynamically with new parameters. The whole thing becomes a lottery. The God of Weather sends his regards. The third card of risk research promises us the worst headache, uncertainty. This refers to a situation for which we have no way to predict the future environmental situation. When Egypt suddenly experiences snow for the first time in 112 years, despite global warming, the whole prognosis is ruined and probabilities cannot even be calculated. In the age of climate catastrophes, nuclear disasters such as Fukushima, political revolutions such as the Arab Springs, waves of refugees, the closure of borders in Europe, economic and currency crises of entire nations and the international financial crisis, uncertainty is not a theoretical scenario, but a reality everybody has to deal with. In entrepreneurial life, we are moving through a world of uncertainty, not of calculable risk. The economist Frank Knight draws the analogy of the three states of risk as being closed containers from which red lottery balls are to be drawn. The risk container contains 20% red balls. So we know the content and the probability of drawing a red ball. The ambiguity container tells us about the content, but not the probability. The uncertainty container is a complete unknown. For one move, you are drawing from the unknown because even the content is not known. To sum it up, three risk research information cards. Risk, the probability of a particular event occurring is unknown. Ambiguity, the possible events are known, but not their probability of occurrence uncertainty, neither the possible events nor the probability of their occurrence are known. Is the thought experiment of Frank Knight a purely academic exercise in economic theory? Certainly not. The example of the digitalization of books reflects the entrepreneurial problem of predictions excellently. Towards the end of the 1990s, 
the end of the print book in favor of e-books was declared in press releases at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Unlike digital music, the market for books has not been revolutionized yet. The printed book has even outlived IKEA's Billy bookcase. How can we, thinking entrepreneurially, address the central problems of reading with new value propositions that inform and entertain to appeal to the senses of the reader? Should I also be able to feel and smell a book? We are acting entrepreneurially when we are not making a prognosis, so risk situation, or engaging in market research, ambiguity situation, but when we accept uncertainty and, to stay with the thought experiment of night, add red balls to containers to increase our chances of drawing one. In other words, entrepreneurs influence events by serving the needs of the customers with a cascade of problem solutions, a platform solution and specialist pricing schemes that let the customers decide what appeals to them the most. In addition, the path towards augmented reality, in which I do not just experience the story but also interactively contribute to it, is already technically predestinate. The multimedia feedback that the crime scene investigation receives from a committed fan base via live chat already seems antiquated. To be able to influence the content and thus the solution of a story, to play one's favorite music and to interact with others could be the future, which appeals to more senses. Whether we are talking about books, television or Netflix series only plays a minor role here. As entrepreneur, I have to shape the future myself. I do not have to predict it. The situation of uncertainty offers me the leeway needed to begin acting entrepreneurially. Is this a purely utopian dream or an entrepreneurial vision of the distant future? Are we at the mercy of the future and the fear of failure is well founded? How come that, particularly in times of crisis, entrepreneurs keep coming up with new business ideas and consider crisis the best times to found a startup? Are they the gamblers in a game of chance who bet everything on one card? It seems like it. But often this is not the case. Each person is naturally risk-averse, even the entrepreneur and his investor. But what allows them to act in their worlds of movement and action and distinguish them from non-entrepreneurs? It is a particular pattern of action in dealing with uncertainty, which represents the normal world of action for the innovative entrepreneur. He does not know whether the problem solutions he sought up suit the customer, nor if he has sought of all alternatives. With regards to trying and experimenting with alternative solutions on the customer, he is confronted with a three-dimensional entrepreneurial problem space. The entrepreneurial problem space? What is that? Initially, customers are not giving him uniform feedback, first dimension, for his offer. Howard Schulz of Starbucks tells how when he was working undercover as a barista in his branches. Customers ask him about cinnamon and vanilla flavor for cappuccinos. It is difficult to give probabilities for how well the different flavors would be received by the clientele. Second dimension. Even worse, he cannot sort on goals, as decision-making theory dictates, according to importance. 
third dimensions. These are classic difficulties in the three-dimensional entrepreneurial problem space. Nevertheless, successful entrepreneurs find solutions. The way out is control Trump's predictions. For this, you need three steps. Convert your fear of failure into worry. Define your affordable loss and bootstrap your means. First, what makes worrying so much better than fear? Worrying is not vague, but directed towards a specific object. Your stomach pains can now be treated. Symptoms can be traced back to a cause. Easier said than done? Not at all. Our superpreneurs do this by defining an affordable loss for their next game move. So ask yourself, what is the first next entrepreneurial move worth to me? What can it cost? And not, how much would I like to win with it? Here, the prognosis is too uncertain. Instead of a situation of uncertainty, which is what you are in fact in, you're letting yourself believe you are in a risk situation. In other words, you are taking the first and following step into your entrepreneurial life in small investigating steps, which you can afford economically, psychologically and socially. This way, you are testing the different solutions to the customer problem. And if you fail, you fail quickly and cheaply with, in economic language, affordable losses. This not only gives you a sense of security, but also provides you with a safety net in the form of a self-imposed limit. Experienced entrepreneurs assume an affordable loss instead of an expectation of profits. While a manager with a single goal looks at the upside potential and draws up a hockey stick shaped curve for the projected profit, the entrepreneur looks at the downside potential and tries to limit it to an affordable loss. If they achieve the intermediate goal with the employed means, they can redefine the bet for the next intermediate goal anew and define a new affordable loss. If the loss potential, on the other hand, is exhausted or exceeded, they end their entrepreneurial plans and dedicate themselves to a new goal from the temporary storage of their goals portfolio. Similarly, you use your means inventory step by step with care and try and limit the danger of non-liquidity through bootstrapping. Bootstrapping? A phenomenon proven in practice and research using existing resources, your means, at the beginning of the entrepreneurial path, closely together with the development of your idea for a solution through means that save liquidity step by step. By using the capital defined by your affordable losses instead of on the predicted possible gain, you automatically limit your risk. So bootstrapping means using means step by step guided by the affordable loss. Let me sum this up with a force move, your force move in the entrepreneurial living game. On we go with enjoyment of entrepreneurial activity instead of fear of failure. Note your maximum loss value in your risk compass. Define your affordable loss for financial risk. This means the vacation that you give up for founding your company in order to use the money as starting capital. Economic risk, so time spent psychological risk with which investment of time and amount lost can you still look at yourself in the mirror and social risk 
What losses can you describe as valuable experiences in front of your strong ties, the close contacts in your network, such as family members or colleagues? At what point do they become critical, making it difficult to justify your entrepreneurial activities in front of people who are important to you, your three Fs, without losing reputation? Can you reach a state for yourself in the world of unconditionality which frees you from the fear of not fulfilling the expectations of others and live a fulfilling life without any external factors of influence? Are you prepared for your own entrepreneurial journey? Define your travel budget with a risk compass in the entrepreneurial game. As always, make notes for your personal entrepreneurial diary. Therefore, check the webpage of this book www.entrepreneurial-living.com and find out more. Check also my webpage griechnik.com G-R-I-C-H-N-I-K.com to see more about my activities in research and practice. Let me finish as always with a quote. This one is by Bobby De Kayser, founder of the auto furniture brand Didon and former professional football player with Bayern Munich. I love times of crisis because they free a special kind of energy. <laughs>